Hi there, podcasters. My name is Jay and welcome to My Podcasting Journal. My mission is to help you become a better podcaster by sharing what I'm learning on my podcasting journey. One of the things that puts people off podcasting is the editing. People get a whole heap of tape and suddenly realise that they detest going through it and having to find a story and in all of that mess and and then do the sound treatments as well. So I often hear of podcasters doing lots of interviews but never getting around to actually editing it because they dread it. And it's true, trying to edit by the, using the waveform is a laborious process. If you've got a four-hour interview, it means that you've got to listen to four hours of tape at least once. So people in professional radio or on stations like NPR don't actually listen to the tape or what they do is they transcribe the tape. In the old days, they would hand transcribe it. So they would listen and manually write down a transcription. And then thereafter, they would use that transcription as the basis of the edit to find the story within that interview. Or it doesn't have to be an interview within your recording. So I talked about the transcription services yesterday that can help you do that. Descript takes it one step further. What Descript offers is that not only will it build your transcription, but you can edit your waveform by editing the transcript. So you have a written transcript. If you decide to delete something, it deletes it from the waveform. It's the same as manipulating a word processing document, copying and pasting, moving things around, deleting chunks. Whatever you do to the transcript is mirrored on the waveform. Now I use this service. I don't have any affiliation with the script and I can tell you it's a massive, massive saving in time. It's quite miraculous, really. And so just for that reason alone, I can recommend a script. Now, at the time of recording, the script isn't the only piece of software that does this. I mentioned a piece of software called Soundtrap, and the paid version of Soundtrap can also do this. It can edit the waveform by editing the transcript. And there is a new piece of software called Audiate by TechSmith. They're very new. I don't know how long they'll be around for because Descript has so much of the market so far. So this sort of idea of editing the transcript, which then edits the waveform, is something that I think is going to increase in popularity. But the script itself is worth exploring the other features it has. So this transcription can actually be done live. So you can actually use the script as a way of conducting remote interviews by audio only at the moment. Let's say you would host a Zoom call or you could host a Google, whatever they're calling it this particular week, or a Microsoft Teams meeting. And what you can do is then fire up the script, record your conversation via your microphone into the script. But the script has an option to record a second channel or second track, and that can be the remote recording software that you're using. So Skype or Teams or whatever. So essentially it's making a, a virtual device. Now that works better on Mac at the minute than it does on Windows. They're working on a more native implementation for Windows. But again, if you think about it, it means that you can use the script to capture your voice and a remote interview on separate tracks. I said with the Windows, you have to play around with virtual devices like Voice Meter Banana, which I've talked about in a previous episode. And you can create a kind of a virtual mix minus 
device. With with the Mac, you can use something like Black Hole or Audio Hijack. So that's quite incredible as in itself. And as I said, as you record it, Descript can identify each voice and produce a transcript labeling each voice for you. And there's more. The editing option in Descript is quite powerful. It's very good for changing audio volume. It's got a graphic equalizer built in there. It's got a compressor. It can normalize. It can it can loudness normalize. So if you wanted to output to the correct volume, stereo or mono, in LUFS, it will do that minus. Actually, it's weird because it for mono, it doesn't give you the option to output to nine, minus 19. It outputs to minus 18. I don't know why they've done that. It won't let's just do it to minus 19, but minus 18 seems to be fine. And remember, it's better to go slightly louder on the laughs than lower because some hosts and places like YouTube will automatically lower the loudness, but it won't increase it. So if you give it to it slightly loud, it's fine because YouTube will lower it to whatever it uses. I think it's minus 23 or something. I'm not quite sure how it works for mono files going onto YouTube. And for stereo files, it's minus 16 laughs. Now, they don't have uh, noise removal at the minute, but they're working on that. The editing of the actual words itself, when you remove a sentence or, or, or something, is very smooth. They actually automatically insert, I think it's like a half a second crossfade. So it's a very smooth transition. And when you insert silence, they will automatically insert room tone, not just complete silence, which is just terrific. It's just a terrific time saver. They've really thought about this and they really determined the script to try and make it so that you never leave the script. You can export to the major door formats like Adobe Audition and Reaper, not to Audacity, but to other big ones. So if you needed to do any special sound treatment, you can, because at the moment it doesn't take in VST plugins or any sort of plugins. So if you do have any sort of special plugin set up, then you'll, you can export it and carry on either at the end as a WAV file or as a project file in those native formats. I actually find it's better in terms of workflow to do all the sound treatment stuff first and then import it into the script. It's just simpler. Also note that the script does apply some small sound treatments automatically by default when it imports in to the script. You can turn that feature off if you just want to do the raw sounds because you want to process it yourself later. So just that, watch out for that. It actually does a pretty good job. It's not so bad, but I don't know. For a phonic, I like it to be raw. I would actually rather just introduce a, a raw file so that Orphonic can just get its algorithms going from scratch. Now it can do other stuff, which is not directly related to podcasting. It does video editing. It can it can help you with the marketing because it, it will do audiograms as well. Now the other killer feature, if that wasn't enough, is, this, is a thing called Overdub. And what Overdub is designed to do is help you replace small mistakes that you might have made in your recording. So it can take a sample of your voice and it can then from that create a artificial intelligent version of you. So if you make a mistake, you can type in the correction and that will generate a computer voice that sounds pretty, pretty close to your voice, which no one will pick up on. And you don't have to re-record or punch and roll or do anything of that kind of stuff. And it can do things like collaboration and video editing. Did I say that? And it's got a nice thing, which is filler word removal, which means that it can automatically search for ums and ahs and remove those. 
Now there are different pricing tiers for this for the current creator package that I'm on. You get 10 hours of audio processing per month and you get a thousand free overdubs. So you can actually, they've got half a dozen stock voices, overdub voices that you can use. I suppose you can use it for things like um, trailers and stuff like that, but I think they just want to let you have a play around with it to see how useful overdub might be for your use case. So you get a thousand overdubs and overdub is essentially one sentence. So you get 1000 free sentences of artificial voices, stock artificial voices. If you want to record your own, you have to go to the higher priced tier where I think you get something like 30 hours a month. And plus you get more flexibility with the find and replace tool. There are more options to replace more common words. So all in all, if you have a, a pretty clean recording, then there's no reason why you would ever want to leave the script. You can pretty much start from the end, go from beginning to end in terms of sound treatment and editorial and publish your episode. Outputs to WAVE, outputs to MP3, and they're starting to have the functionality of linking to host directly. So it'll publish straight to YouTube, for example, directly. I've got to say, this is a piece of software. It's absolutely worth the money, certainly to me, in terms of the time it saves and the, the tools it has. So if you can afford it, check it out. They only give you three hours of trial. Don't try and, don't try and upload a three hour episode. It falls over. Just keep it short in a half an hour episodes. There's something about the trial version. I've, I've heard people have problems trying to upload large files to it. So, so keep it simple as you check it out. But the best thing that I found when people want to check it out is actually just take out one month subscription because you don't have to subscribe for an entire year. You can do it on a monthly basis. So subscribe for one month, check it out. And if you like it, then think about going for the annual subscription because you do save a significant amount compared to the monthly subscription. And yes, this episode was edited in the script. I've not used the script so far for this show because I wanted to use as many free tools as possible. But then again, lately I've been editing in Audition. So do I use Audition or any other door or any other sound treatment? I do. I, I do treat my sound before I go into the script. And that's mainly to add some plugins that I have, which is a script can't use yet. But if, if the script could you incorporate VSD plugins, then there really would not be a reason for me to use Audition or Audacity again, at least not for my show. And when I'm talking about plugins, it's actually mainly an EQ plugin. And I'll tell you what, I'll talk about that tomorrow. It's in particular, these are called the era plugins, but I want to talk about plugins anyway. So I might as well talk about that tomorrow. So I'll leave it there for today descript.com so check it out it's easy for me to recommend this because it's just insanely useful if you can afford it then it's going to save you a lot of time now also oh, just one last thing before i go the way it handles multi-track recordings so this is where typical where you have your voice and your guest voice on different tracks it is different to how doors do it descript uses something called a sequence and it's a different learning curve. It's not difficult, but it is different from a typical door like Audacity or Audition. So you should take your time with it. Don't expect to just use your use what you know. Take your time 
and open your mind and, and just get used to playing around with it and, and expect that you won't understand because I didn't when I first saw it. It took me a while to get my head around it, but once you do, it's straightforward. So do persevere. The The single track recording with just your own voice is it's easy peasy. But the multi-track, as I said, look for something called sequences and take your time with it. Okay, I hope you do experiment with it and you're bound to have fun, especially with the overdub. They're kind of crazy to have these AR voices. It's, it's mind-blowing. So have fun, podcasters, and I'll speak to you tomorrow. Bye now.